Tonight we're hanging with the boys. Yeah, we're going out. We got the bill bucks. Getting stupid and feeling proud. We got JPC. We got a lot of noise. Turn the music loud. Johnny Lamar. Hands up for them real ones. Them good girls and them bill bucks. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bill Buds podcast. I, of course, am your host, JPC. With me, as always, my co-host with the very Mo host. The Mo host in the business, I would say, Mr. JJO, Johnny O'Mara. Johnny, how's it going? I'll tell you what. Old Man Rivers is back in the box. Yeah, we, we don't talk about him. And I'm excited. <sighs> I'm excited. What? Let me ask you this, Johnny. Was it a trip listening to music that wasn't Weezer? Yeah, especially like this album. <laughs> can I can I tell you? Jessica told me a very funny Weezer related story. Oh please, yeah. I mean, it's I should technically I should make you wait till next year. Uh, but I it's we're so close. I will hear it. I will hear you out anyway. Well, and I, as as the as the crow flies, we're oh. still in Weeztober. Bare, yeah, we are in the 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 uh, you and I and yeah. the temporal space are in the very dregs of Weeztober. Um, Jessica was just telling me that she was at like a work happy hour and th- wherever they went, a Weezer song came on and, and I think it was one from one of the albums from this year. Wild. And she was like, I know of all of the 45,000 Weezer songs. Um, and she was like, yeah, I had like a chuckle to myself and I, and she was like, I almost told my coworkers like why this was funny to me. Mm-hmm. And then I said, no, of course I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Because huge mistake. mistake. (laughs) Yeah. Could you could you imagine? Could you imagine being one of those people and being like, oh, cool. You're so so you're married to a fucking loser. (laughs) Uh, I I think um, Mariah has told most of the people that she works with that I'm a a, a podcaster um, for for my business. But but I'm not. This is a hobby for me. You're just a podcast hobbyist. Not only, not <laughs> this is not my job, and I don't have a job. <laughs> uh, well, we're both. I guess then we're both technically just home husbands. Uh, oh, that's the dream. It, it is. What what is what is what is one of your because I, I as a fellow home husband, I don't really get to talk to too many other home husbands mm-hmm. because we're just kind of like you know shut up in the house. We don't like we don't have any reason to go to the park and like socialize with other home husbands uh, during the day. <laughs> yeah. What is one of your like uh, favorite home husband duties that you that you do around the house? Oh, I mean, cooking and baking, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. And if if this could be my job, I would be making. The craziest fucking dinners every night. <laughs> I, because uh, uh, not to blow up Jessica's spot too much, but you love to cook, and I don't think she loves to cook as much. Is that correct? No, yeah. No. Um, I'd say she doesn't like it. She just does not like it. Straight up does yeah. not like it. Mariah likes to cook, uh, but I do make. I will say I make breakfasts a lot. I think that that's that's one of my my big home husband things because mm. you know it's the early morning. You don't want to do it before you work, and I got some time, so I, I do. I like to, and I like to make breakfast. And also, breakfast is like uh, dinner. I, I like the co op aspect of it. I like I like two hands or four hands in the kitchen. Uh, but breakfast, I can do that myself, no problem. I break, breakfast is pretty easy because there's not a lot of like prep cooking, right? Yeah. It's just kind of like yeah, 
these are the things. You and then the, you just you make the thing hot. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I love man, the more like sincerely, the more complex a recipe is, the more excited I am to make it, whether it's cooking or baking. Yeah, I I like making something new for the first time and being like, oh shit, yeah, this is I'm I can do this. It's very possible. But to, to the point and following a recipe, right? Following a recipe to its exact thing. But now, like if it's something like a, a staple dish of mine where I don't even really need a recipe, oh man, that's where I like making chili. I love doing that because I'm like, mm. I don't need a recipe. I don't need to, I don't even need to think about like what ingredients I need to buy. I just know it. I can I can do the list. I could go to the grocery store without a list. I'll I'll get everything that I need. And to me, that's that's all. It's a different kind of rewarding when you just like go into the kitchen and cook something and you never. Yeah, exactly. That's I like that a lot. Yeah, that's that's good. Well, we love being kept men, uh, but what really keeps us men is techno music. Uh, I I (laughs) I did sign up for a Segway class, so it hasn't started yet. But I am going to take a Segway class, Johnny. Today on the show, we're done yeah. with Weestoberfest. We're done punishing ourselves. And now we get a little treat. And now we get a little treat. <laughs> and you uh, have selected the first treat for us back to do, uh, just doing the regular show. And that is yeah. an album called Europop from the year of our Lord 1999 by a band called Eiffel 65. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe you've heard of them. Maybe you've heard of them. Johnny? This episode, I am determined to shut my face hole up and just listen, because I want to know, why did you choose to bring this one to the podcast? So, a couple a couple reasons. First of all, this is an album that I've wanted to do for a long time. I feel like this is strangely an underserved era of music on our show, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that there's a lot of great stuff. We were at a really good age for like listening to new music. Obviously, the song Blue, Daba D, was massive, massive, massive. Huge. Inescapable. And uh, something that I don't know if I've ever mentioned to you or on the show is I, uh, at this time, I, I danced. I took dance classes. And at the dance studio, they had a copy of this album. Oh. And I loved the song Blue, Daba D, so album, much. Do you mean CD or do you mean... CD, CD. Okay, CD. I, I just wanted to make sure that they didn't have like a record player or whatever. Oh no, is there a vinyl? Um, oh god, why did I do this? <laughs> okay, I'm just I'm just googling it so that I can remember to look for it later. Um, so they had a copy of this CD, and I was like, I gotta borrow this. Yeah, and I did. And oh, 1999, I was what 10, you 11, been, yeah, 10 or 11, 11. yeah. At at the time, at the time. Boy, I loved this album. I vividly remember listening to this on my portable CD player while I was mowing the lawn. And I was like, fuck yes, I'm mowing the lawn, listening to Eiffel 65. And I remember telling people like, hey, they're more than just blue, you know? Uh, This is wild. Now, I'm thinking about this because I mean, I I must have been around the same age. I know I had this CD. Really? Uh, Yeah, but I don't think I ever – it was not like a CD that I listened to frequently – to me, it feels like one of the ones that we got from the Columbia Record Club. Do you remember when you could like pay like a penny and get like 10 CDs or whatever? Absolutely. It felt like a free pick from there because I vividly I have the memory of the cover of this. But in my mind, I remember Blue, huge on the radio. This doesn't feel like a CD that was like for kids my age. No, no. Well, well and then I don't know if you read at all about 
the the label or anything. No, I did not. the The label is like it's called Bliss, and it 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 felt very much. And I, I actually also watched. There's a Vice documentary about the song Blue Daba D, which is okay, very fun. So I did watch that too, and it the it seemed almost like a weird combination of like that the thing that um rebecca black did to make that music video yeah and and also just like just like a bunch of people who wanted to get into music and then some guy at the top would basically like take whatever mix of all of these things and kind of put it together and and in i think it was in that documentary it was saying basically they weren't even really making bands. They were kind of making songs to put on like house and techno music compilations. Interesting. So I I don't know that they were ever really supposed to be a band, but this song just got so big that they tried to ride it. Because I think normally it would just be like shit that's playing in some weird European club. Yeah. Just like a bunch of weird European music. Well, would, would but these, then this song just skyrocketed. These guys are, this trio are, are, are Italian, I believe as well. So that's yes. I think it's the first also Italian f- band on the, uh, on the show. Found out that the main guy... I, is like from the U.S. but moved to Italy when he was like ten. Oh, very all very strange. Interesting. Um, and he he like according to that documentary, he like walked into a record store or or something and like mentioned that he was interested in music, and the guy was like, "What do you do?" And he was like, "Well, I have a demo right here." So it it all it seems like they were trying to like scam this kid basically, huh. and then this wound up being like the biggest song and. They were also saying that specifically for Blue, there were like a couple um, versions of it before like this version that we all know. That makes sense. So there was like a dub version and like, you know, all of these different versions that I think were probably just getting put on these compilations. And then they kind of found the perfect one to blow up. Huh. Um, I... We're talking techno now, and, and and to me, it feels like we're talking like about the world of K-pop because the world of techno is equally as like mystifying to me as that world. I, this is also this feels like okay, nineteen ninety nine, late nineties, early two thousands felt like a, a, a sort of convergence of two things, and that was when Europeans were at like their peak. Europeanness, yes, yeah, for sure, and that was being exported around the world bigger and like faster and harder than ever before. Mm-hmm. And it, it just felt like, I mean, now you everything's kind of the same everywhere. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah, there's yeah. not as much of a like. This is very European to me. Yes. This sound, the vibes are extremely European in a in a way that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, culture kind of gets like homogenized when it's like globalized and exportable mm-hmm. everywhere. But yeah, this this feels very like and I'll say this, Johnny. It feels like very like specifically maybe even Italian. Like because <laughs> well, I mean, you know, spoiler alert, but I was there was other dance music from Europe that I was listening to around this time yeah. that wasn't quite like this. Um, uh, the, 
Oh, I was just going to say the, the genre on Wikipedia, there are two genres, Italo dance and Euro dance. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. I, yeah. It's not, it's not wrong. Um, other albums, by the way, Johnny, you, you mentioned it being underserved that we've done from 99 specifically uh, on the Patreon. We did uh, Weird Al's Running with Scissors. And on the main feed, we've done Destiny's Child's The Writing on the Wall and Christina Aguilera's Self-Titled. Also, oh. both came out in 99. What uh, a so year. A, what a year. That kind of puts a little bit of, of this in context. Yeah, I mean, Johnny, I knew the song Blue Abadi Abada. I knew that one. Um, it's it's very funny because I sent this to you, the, uh, the oh, God, who's the DJ that did the remix? I just heard that song on the radio, or not the oh, radio, that, on Spotify, like t- two weeks ago for the first time. That I was the other reason why I wanted to bring this, because now it's like kind of back in the in the zeitgeist. That remix, I think, is a couple years old, but I read when I was looking into it that it's just... It like blew yep. up on TikTok or something, uh, uh, maybe a few weeks ago. Well, they they like played it at Coachella in like 2017, but it yeah. didn't actually get released until this year. Oh, oh, interesting. Um, um it's it's by uh David Guetta. Yeah, David and Guetta, yeah, and uh, BB Rexa Reha, and it's just Re- called Blue, right? It's called I'm Good, and then in parentheses, That's Blue. Right. I'm good in parentheses, Blue. The the first time I heard that song, I I sincerely laughed because first of all it's it's absurd, and second of it's like when when they some some song like sampled the Numa Numa song uh-huh. kind of recently, and yeah. I was like, recently within the last like fifteen years, and I was like that's funny, um, but also one of the lyrics is, uh, it's like I'm gonna have the best fucking night of my life, and I was like, can't. You can't say anything more creative than that. That is like the goofiest shit of all time. Well, I mean, the song that they're sampling is I'm Blue Abba Dee Abba Da. So it's like it doesn't it's not it's not exactly like you have sure. like a high bar that you're trying to surpass with your lyrics. I will withhold what I thought about uh, that song. The uh, I'm good. <laughs> he's blue until we until we talk about the the, the sure. bass version, which is on this album. Uh, Johnny, this one peaked at number four on the Billboard 200. Uh, it was big. Sixty five minutes, thirty five seconds. Over an hour long, we have 13 tracks on this bad boy. Uh, and Johnny, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. Every song on this album is the exact right length. <laughs> well, yeah, if you're trying to dance. That's so funny because it truly is like they were like, they wouldn't just loop a song. They were like, no, man, if we want people to dance in the club, the song has to be over five I, minutes. It's like, I, what? I, I thought this, and and I mean, we'll see this, but pretty much every song has five lyrics that just repeat for 10 minutes forever (laughs) uh okay well yeah i mean like like i said i had this uh, album but when i was listening to it 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 was all kind of brand new for me except maybe like one or two songs that i was like i think i've heard this before um should we just get into this oh hell yeah all right johnny let's listen to it this is this is a track one of um europop now oh oh, johnny I, i wanted to say as a disclaimer there were several different versions uh, yeah, and they're on Spotify, and they're all kind of like mashed up into one. So maybe we can just post this playlist. I will. You you made a playlist that is the playlist of the original release version, mm-hmm. not even the U.S. release version, which the U.S. release version had blue first. Wonder why they did that. Uh, but this is the original, like original track listing, the original thirteen tracks uh, in a playlist. You can find that in the episode description if you are interested in listening. Um, but maybe listen to the episode first, and then uh, and then let us know if you're interested <laughs> in listening to the playlist. Uh, here's a little bit of too much of heaven. That's right. That's 
All right, that is a little bit of uh, too much of heaven. Um, oh, come on. Can you let it keep playing? There's only about four minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> there are like two, there are two minutes left, and we were listening to midway through the song. Uh, it's a five-minute song. Johnny, wh- what are your thoughts on too much of heaven? Uh, it's too long and repetitive. But here's the thing. I did the part that we played does have some very fun uh, Mario 64 desert sound effects <laughs> in it. <laughs> Um, the something so obviously I listened to this album a lot as a child I do have every word of this album memorized okay but I never obviously listened to it critically Um, obviously I love that they they wanted to do some social commentary and it, it was absolutely the most literal possible social commentary possible yeah, it, it's and and maybe you think, oh well, these are a bunch of Italian guys singing in English, so this was, you know, they couldn't maybe get as um, flowery yeah, with yeah, their they, lyrics. Yeah, they, they lack the language to properly convey it. But I mean, I learned the guys from fucking New Jersey or whatever, so incorrect. Yeah, maybe not as correct. Uh I mean he's definitely like speaking with an accent. Um I believe the accent is vocoder. I believe he's from the <laughs> vocoder region of Italy. Uh But but yeah, it's it's I here's the thing. Uh, here's my hot take on this album. Nothing that they do on this album is actually social commentary because in order oh, yeah. to, in order to have something be social commentary, you actually have to be making a comment on it. It's, this is just it's social, social observation. Description. Yeah. <laughs> It truly is. It's it's truly. What's like, the deal with money? Yeah, it's it's. Okay. <laughs> have you ever? I and and maybe you have not, Johnny. Um, and it is my great displeasure uh, to report that I have done this. Have you ever talked to a person who is just out of their mind high on cocaine? No. Uh, yes, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what it gave me the feeling of listening to someone high on cocaine try to tell me about like a theory or something like that, where it's like. You're listening. This person is so into it. They're so excited. They've got it figured out. And they're saying absolutely fucking nothing. They're just saying nothing. And you're just like, it it just keeps going. Because, like, he repeats the whole, he does that whole diatribe about the dollar bill and the money in your pocket. And then he repeats it again. And I'm like, there was nothing there to begin with. There's nothing to repeat here. You know when you're, like, writing an essay in third grade and it's like, okay, you've got to, like, to state. Copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that. (laughs) We got to meet the word count. Yeah. Make the margins slightly bigger. Make the font a little bigger. Um, no, it's like you 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 can like uh, recall information. Yeah. Then you can like synthesize. You know, it's like you read the information, you recall the information, then you synthesize it. And we never got past like that first step. Mm-hmm. We never got to synthesis. No, never, ever, ever. I, yeah, completely agree. Here's my hot take with this bad boy. This song is too long. Yeah, the whole album is the it suffers from that same problem. <laughs> I I wonder what my experience would have been listening to this album if it had been thirty four minutes long, like an album of radio edits of all of these songs. Yeah, just give me like the three minute version of everything. Now, now here's the thing that I'll say, Johnny. And if you're listening at home and you had this problem, this is the problem that I had. The vocoder I do not care for. It does not oh, well. sound nice to me. <laughs> And it's going to be returning uh, on every song in this album. And I I don't know if, like, vocoder technology has gotten better since 99. It seems like it's just auto-tune, so it doesn't seem... But the way that it's being in in use here Uh, is annoying to me. 
I think that they heard it and said, that's cool, but they didn't. Oh, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. But like I said, I feel like this record label is a scam. Yeah. But when I was reading about the music videos for this album, they were saying like, it was a super small, and most of the videos are like all CG animation. And they were like, it was a really small team of like two guys and they kind of just like taught themselves how to use this CG software. Uh So everything looks like shit. And I feel like that is the same for like the vocoder stuff too, where it's like, if it, if it existed at the time, it's like, yeah, we watched a couple YouTube videos. Like we could figure it out. That, that feels like the way the whole operation is working. Like, yeah, (sighs) It's really very weird. Let's listen to track two, Johnny. This is a track called Dub in Life. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta be honest, that's a great question. (laughs) Yeah, what is Dub in This Life? I think what is dub, baby don't hurt me, baby don't hurt me no more. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. All right, well, all right. That's the whole song. Yeah, I mean, we heard it. Let's, that's a little bit of dub in this life. Or dub in life, dub in life, I should say. Uh, I'll say this, Johnny, when dub in life started, before the words came in, I didn't mind it. I truly didn't. I, I thought the beat, the beat was pretty good to this one. Most of the songs on this album make me want to roller skate this song more than any made me want to roller skate so bad because this is like peak going to the skating rink time in my life and this is just i mean better than this but this is just what music fucking sounded like then you know yeah this is like the the movie night at the roxbury like that's what i thought of the whole time i was listening to this the (laughs) the sketch the you know will ferrell and chris katan like just bobbing their heads Mm and into the music um I, I never listened to a ton of techno. Uh, you know, I was one of those kids where I was like, when Sandstorm came on, I was into it. But I was not like a techno guy. But I had a friend in high school who used to make techno music. And I can't remember what his, like, the name of his, like, techno band was. But it was this era. I mean, that high school, that was, you know, five, six years after this. But it was this era of you could just do this on your computer, you know, at home. Mm-hmm. He was using a program called Fruity Loops. A, a bunch of my friends had pirated versions of Fruity Loops, and they were very into like, because because we were all in band, so yeah. everyone knew music. I around with it. It was very fun. You you know that um, uh, Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy, the um, crank that uh-huh. that all of the those are like all Fruity Loops presets. Oh, like he, really? Like you can recreate that song in Fruity Loops and like five minutes because (laughs) it's all completely unchanged like samples and stuff that just come with fruity loops and it was like the biggest song of all time yeah i mean my my buddy in high school um who was a a friend of my older brother i mean he made like two techno albums and they were fine you know but but they didn't have any lyrics and when i listened to techno music i was like to me i don't necessarily need the lyrics part of the techno music is so something that I th- thought of 
while I was listening to this, because there, there are other songs that got very popular around this time. Um, like, uh, can't get you out of my head by Kylie Minogue. Yes. Great song. Very similar vibes. Yes. Almost no lyrics. Uh huh. But, but for some reason it's good. And I don't know what, I mean, I can, I can listen to it and know that it's better, but I don't, I can't say like, why? Because the lyrics aren't good, you know. No, I, can't get you out of my head. The, maybe, That's the lyrics. I mean, maybe it's the vocoder thing too. Like the vocoder thing sure. is part of it. Like truly, I was getting a little annoyed with having to hear so much of his voice being distorted by the vocoder so much. There's the other vocals, songs where it's a lighter touch where it's not as bothersome to me, but it was a big no-no for me. I guess the vocals are very forward in this in a way yes. that even even in "Can't Get You Out of My Head." They're not. And then can't get you out of my head. Doesn't she also do like a lot of like, nah, 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 nah. You know, it's like, she's just making sounds to the music. You know, I don't know. Look, basically all I'm saying is that when I was trying to listen to this album, just like, you know, sans the words, the the music part, I was vibing out to it. I I remember what techno was like in this period. It's it's nice. This made me want to like, Frost my tips and get on some big jeans. Oh, they all have frosted tips, except the bald guy. The bald guy does not have any frosted tips, but the rest of them definitely do. Uh, all right, Jenny, let's listen to it. This is the big hit. This is uh, this is blue in parentheses Daba D. I have a blue house with a blue window. Blue is the color of all that I wear. Blue are the streets and all the trees are too. That's a little bit of a uh, blue dabba dee. All right, Johnny, hit us with your hit us with your opinion on this bad boy. Uh, this song whips ass. I <laughs> I th- I don't think it's it's a good song. It's a fucking good song. Mm-hmm. It's a bop. Uh, and it was it was I mean obviously completely unavoidable at the time. Let, let me ask you, Johnny, is this mix the one that we're listening to? Is this the the radio mix that I heard when I was a kid? So this is. Let me look at my playlist because, or actually, I'll look at it. Is the uh, Gabby Pont DJ Gabri Ponte radio edit? So this is probably the one that you heard. Okay, and, and Gabri Ponte or Ponte is one of the guys from <laughs> Eiffel sixty five. Yes. yes. So, so I haven't listened to this in a long time, Jenny. I haven't listened to this since it was probably on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've probably listened to remixes since then, but when I was listening to it, I was like. Is this the radio version that I heard? It sounded very much familiar to me, but I couldn't quite like place it in my um uh I don't know, my like nostalgia center was not like lighting up for it. There until it hit the chorus and I was like, yeah, now this sounds familiar, but I, I don't know. Maybe well, I mean honestly then maybe not, because like the US version of the album has it's only called radio edit on that. So m- m- maybe it's different. Look, 
it's fucking possible to know because there's so many different versions of this just kind of like floating out out there. But I will say, you know, the song is still good. Like, yeah, it, 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 it maybe was not like maybe did not need an entire album built around it. Now that I know about this song, just maybe being like a on a mix of techno music thing that could have been where it stood. But you know, it starts with the fucking laser sound effect, which is so fun. Like it's very 1999, mm-hmm. but he, the the verses he kind of loses me. Like I do remember him talking about his blue Corvette and being like, "What? What? Are we, what's going on here?" But you know, it's it's a banger of a song. It's also one of the more dynamic songs on the album. Yes, it's obviously repetitive, but not like the other songs. And here's what I will say: the vocoder also no bueno for me mm-hmm. on this one. I just mm-hmm. I enough. just did not care for the voice with the vocoder. <laughs> Uh, now, I I texted you today and I said, oh boy, I just discovered something that makes me really excited to talk about this album. Okay. Did you read any of the annotations on Genius for this song? No. True, truly no. So they're off the rails. I barely even looked at the fucking lyrics because I knew what all the lyrics were and I was like, what would what, what, what I need here? So I'm going to read you a snippet and then I'm going to talk about the sort of rabbit hole I fell into. Snip me, baby. Um... So this is the annotation for just like the first verse. Okay. Um, uh, uh, Jeffrey J said that when Maurizio Labino was playing a piano riff, he was writing lyrics. He, then this is quotes, started thinking about this character I invented called Zoradal and the life he led from the way he would buy his house, pick his girlfriend, his job, or the neighborhood he would live in. Then I came up with a color, a color I thought described the way he saw things. And I said to myself, uh-huh. hold on, Zerotl, come to find out. Did you watch the video for this song? I did watch the video for this one. Zerotl is one of the, the blue aliens in the video. And then I was like, uh-huh. what, a, what a strange what a strange thing. And then Zerotl comes up in multiple videos. And then I, I, uh-huh. I you know, there's, hey, there's an Eiffel 65 f- wiki. Uh, okay. So I'm I'm reading all about Zerotl. Then I find Zerotl.com, which I will send to you, <laughs> which is no. clearly a website that was made when this album came out and somehow is someone is still paying for it. Oh no. Oh it's and oh it's old internet. It's it's very good. Um but Zer and on the fandom page, Zerotl has like an extensive backstory oh he's a scientist the tuconians the merchants the arkanu kiyotu i i'm I'm also going to send you the page from the 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 eiffel 65 wiki you don't have to read it because it's too long meet the crew of the adisac the confederation starship that travels around the galaxy searching the new forms of communication it's like a fucking eiffel 65 arg or something it's Uh, it's too much no. Too much of heaven. Oh no, www.zerottle.com. <laughs> Home of the evil King Kang Yeo. Oh, have a look at the Durai people. Uh, uh, but Z- Zerottle was one of the creatures that was crafted by this company, you know, after watching a couple tutorial flash videos on how to 3D animate. Um, this is like the craziest thing that I've. I've seen 
It's just so much. Oh damn! Oh, God, it's just it's so, so much. Much. Oh, I'm reading it now. There's. I'm scrolling. There's so <laughs> much to Zerottle. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, no. It's like it's like unreal. The, the, His the, mother, Hella Zarat, like bike. I, I saw these blue creatures in the only video I watched, which was the video for Blue uh, uh, Dabba D. But they're like they're both performing for these blue creatures and fighting these blue creatures. It doesn't that part didn't make any sense, and it looks like it was fucking created on like a free program that came with like Windows ninety eight. It, it was definitely like the free trial version, and you know every time they started it up, it said you have thirteen days left be- before you have to purchase it. The way like they're at one point they're like bobbing their heads, and the way their necks are like violently spasming, it kind of made me sick to look at. I was like, oh, their necks are breaking, and they're just. They keep slamming their broken necks like down. Oh my god! And we, uh, you feel free to like cut this out if things change or whatever. But we, right before we started recording, we were talking about uh, Daft Punk's Discovery album and the film Interstellar Five 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 Five. And this is basically like the cursed version of that because that has a big backstory. But it makes sense, and you can like follow the movie. Um, this is these are these feel like models that came with the program. That's like, yeah, just play around. Here are some like models of like little blue guys that you can just like fuck around with. And they said, we'll take it, and we'll make our video. Okay, let me just read you one section of uh, Zerottle's, <laughs> Zerottle's uh, wiki, and then we can move on. Um, so let's see which section, which which one of these terrible, fucking awful, cursed paragraphs um, do I want to read? Uh, okay, um, Jin Yu Zerottle Sushik Three discovered, among others, Keloy Three, the planet of Bickerder plants. The Bickerder plants were famous all over the galaxy for being the only vegetal form able to communicate by telepathy. Anyways, I'm going to close that now, and I'm never going back there, and I'm going to close this, and I'm never, ever, ever going to think about it or talk about it ever again. I encourage anyone listening to do the same. Let's listen to I'm going to ask my bonsai buddy to make Zerottle.com my homepage. <laughs> I'm talk, to, talk about track four. This is a track called Living in a Bubble. Bad. Bad, 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 bad. It sounds like he's he's singing like this, and then they also put the vocoder over it. And then they sped it up by 1.57 or something like that. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you for telling me that this that this whole thing was like a Rebecca Black scam company thing because I felt bad for how much I did not care for this album. But now that I know that it was some sort of like ploy or whatever, I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, you know, you know how like Rebecca Black like came back and was like, hey, I'm not being scammed anymore and I'm actually like making music. Yeah. Made me. It's like a. It's like a happy resolution to this story. The happy resolution to this story is that these guys just stop doing this. 
<laughs> they got scammed, and then I'm you know I don't know that they feel like they got scammed, and sure, I think maybe a successful one, uh, probably right, a bunch right. of other people got scammed. Yeah, right. Um, this song, first of all, there are too many w- 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 lyrics per lyric in this song. It's like sped up. It's like it's like it's so bizarre. Yeah. It's too long, like every fucking song. Uh, and then we didn't play this, but there is a, a rap bridge by Papa Winnie. Um, yeah. Which yeah. is not good. That one hurt me really bad. Uh, it hurt me. I took a lot of psychic damage listening to that uh, for the few times that I did. I, I will say there is there is one lyric in this song where I was like, you know what? Okay. Okay. We're talking about this bubble over and over again, blah, blah, blah. We live in it. When yeah. it blows, you'll hit the ground. And I thought, you know what? When, you're, when your bubble pops, you're in this fantasy world. When it blows, you're going to hit the ground or smack to reality. Um, ba- compared to everything else on this album, that impressed me. And I said, you know what? I'll give it to you for that one line. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, again, it's like the whole thing is very surface level. Again. Totally. Um, the the rap verse was awful. The, the the what? However, they mixed it. Like he obviously had like a track or something that he was rapping to. But then what they did with it was they put this like discordant string melody and a discordant percussion on top of it, but just had him rap to a completely different beat. And then they just like left that in the song. It it hurt. It, it, it I don't recommend listening to this one. I recommend. I recommend. I, look, they're all skips for me, but I recommend this one. As a, super, <laughs> a super skip. A super. Is this our first super skip? This could be. Our you first. have to pay extra to get a super skip. I I, <laughs> you're, I say you're, if you're gonna listen to this, listen to the premium version so you can pay extra for the super skips because you are gonna need thirteen of them. You just subscribe to our Patreon so you could get access to the super skip. All right, Johnny, let's listen to track five. I think this is another one of their singles. Yeah, uh, this is a track called "Move Your Body." Johnny, my issue here with this song is that I, I truly did like the parts that didn't have him singing with that vocoder effect. And and they're so long. The songs are so long. Mm-hmm. So there's bound to be some parts that don't have like the lyrics in them. And those are the best parts. The, this one is, a, again, a criminally repetitive, criminally mm-hmm. long. Yeah. Um, th- this one was really interesting to me because it feels, I mean, content of the lyrics aside, feels so much like blue. Yeah. And, and I was like, why was that one the hit? You know, but I yeah. guess like thinking back, it's because that one was probably made first and then they made an album around it. Su- are you right? I hope that's the way that it worked. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's whatever it does. It, 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 
I could I could move my body to this. I could move my body to this as well, but him going like, move your body. I was like that that part I was having trouble moving my body to. It it yeah. really I mean uh it it's like very very dated to this specific time period and you know what? You can geolocate it within about 200 miles too. I, exactly. <laughs> uh and and the thing about that is that like there's some stuff from the 90s that just, you know, you got to leave it behind. Everyone wearing the big suits and the big clothes. I would never want to do that now. I would never want to put on the big clothes again. So, like, Mm-mm. do I really want to listen to the the bad vocoder from then? Not really. No. Uh, okay, so that's uh, – move your bodies over, thank God. Let's move on to uh, <laughs> track six. Um, this, Johnny – this is where it all came around for me. Dude, this is, where <laughs> this is another reason why around. I wanted to do this album. <laughs> I, I I kid you not, I was having such a bad time until we hit track six and it I mean it I mean my mood <laughs> dramatically improved. <laughs> it's maybe the craziest song of all time. Let's listen to track six. This is my console. So first of all, this beat is fucking sick. The, yeah, the, the song yeah. fucking destroys. And it's, I mean, it's it's just them listing off fucking PlayStation games that they enjoy. And it's called My Console. And it's all about the PlayStation. Dude, this is music. <laughs> this, this, this song, unfortunately, whips ass. This is what it's all about. It's, it's. It's, it's, it's a crazy song. It's, and, and as far as I know. Sony didn't like pay them. Well, you know, uh, who knows? Who fucking knows? Seems like they're just big fans. Here's the thing: this song rules. I felt like once I hit blue on this album, and it was the song that I recognized. I was like, man, I, I'm going to listen to ten more tracks in this album, and I'm not going to have a fun time. When I heard this song, I was like, damn, dude, I guess it was worth <laughs> it. I guess it was worth it. <laughs> You know, it made me think, Johnny, I would love to have some like modern day pop star just do a whole album, write a whole album about like Pepsi on spec. Like, don't ever reach out to Pepsi. Don't have anything to do with them. Don't don't talk about talk about young brands like talk about, you know, do a whole song just like that's just about Taco Bell. Uh, Like talk about how Pizza Hut used to be good and like, like like a love song about like old Pizza Hut and then just do that. A whole a whole album on that. I would fucking like it, it's it's the it's the it's the in your face product placement that is the only way to do product placement. Like the 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 television shows where they're just like, oh, you're just driving a Ford versus the television shows where they're like mm-hmm. they have to include dialogue about the Ford and it's like, yeah, it's got safety features. They're just doing a Ford commercial like inside of a TV show. Give me that a million times. I I mean I want to be banged over the head with how fucking in your like, face this shit is. Like the scene in Wayne's World? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's parody, and they do that shit now. I, I again, I, I, I'm almost certain Sony had nothing to do with this. How could they? A little and Italian I, techno band? 
I love that for I love that for both parties. Yeah. Do you remember um, a while ago? This is sort of the reverse of that when Pepsi made that YouTube stream that was like uh, ch- chill Pepsi music to study to or oh, something yeah. like that. Yeah. That's the opposite of what what you described in the worst way. I don't want it when the brands are talking to Mm -mm. each other on Twitter. I don't, I don't like it when like, you know, Pringles says slay queen. I don't like any of that (laughs) shit. I think that's all fucking awful. It's so gross to me. But if you were to tell me that, like, I I don't know, like who, who would it be? Like I'm trying to, Olivia Rodrigo wrote a, a song about, um, Jenga <laughs> or, or, or Olivia Rodrigo just like yeah yeah puts out an album puts out an album called about Starburst and it's, just, and it's just it's 10 tracks and it's all about like g- the grocery store checkout candy aisle or something I would love oh. that I, I mean all right well anyway Johnny my console is a perfect song no notes slaying and beat I'm back in I love Eiffel 65 now I well, two last things that I'll mention. First of all, I had no idea that there was an X Files PlayStation game. I mean, of course there was. Why wouldn't there be? But it, it was—it's a wild pull in the rest of these like more classic PlayStation games. And then I love Oddworld. Love the call out to Oddworld. <laughs> I'm a big Oddworld fan. Always have been. Always will be. And that's all. Uh, all right, Jenny. Let's listen to track seven. This is a track called "Your Clown." When the chorus hits right here, and I'm like, oh, so they know how to take the vocoder off. It's a button, and they have the button. <laughs> what the fuck? That guy's got a fine voice. What are we doing? Dude, I, I, I'm, I'm immediately back to hating the vocoder. <laughs> and I'm immediately, I'm immediately so mad when they take it off for the chorus. And he's like, he's, he's you know, he's Italian, but he's kind of doing his little operatic, like, I don't want to. And I'm like... D- let me just listen to this. Fuck you. Yeah, this song is like one of the better ones, I would say. Yeah. It's got some kind of fun spooky vibes. I yeah. like the I I honestly like the like bum bum the the melody. The melody's the melody, cool. The melody's cool. It's like it's very like opera. It's very operatic. Yeah. Um I was listening to this, Johnny. I bought these very nice monitoring headphones for when I'm editing podcasts. <laughs> and the monitoring headphones, they pick up all this fun noise when you're listening to songs. And you're like, oh wow, right channel, left channel. I'm really getting a lot here. It makes some songs unlistenable. And the vocoder was doing this little like droning buzzing sound at the end of the vocoder. I I wanted to I wanted to rip my headphones off when I listened to this. Something else that they mentioned in that documentary, because it seems like the studio was a, a, a garage or someone's house, sure. very low budget. But they were saying that the the individual like recording booths were not soundproof. Oh, interesting. So they were they were saying this was like a good thing because there would be like some other artist in the next booth over, and if you heard something you liked, you could just kind of like walk over and collaborate or steal <laughs> their shit or whatever. 
which yeah. which again all leads me to believe that this was just some weird s- scam factory. Um, yeah. This sounds like a, a, an Italian like open office floor plan like music <laughs> recording, recording yeah. factory. Uh, but so I, I maybe you know maybe you heard some someone um, eating some pasta in the next <laughs> studio over or something be. on your fancy headphones. It could be. Um, and is this song about a love triangle? There's no way to know. <laughs> yep. Great. Uh, he he's a clown. That's all we know. Um, all right, Johnny. I mean, this 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 sounds like we're talking about our guy Zoder Zoder. What was his Zero, name? Zoraddle. Zoraddle again. But this is uh this is track eight. This is another race. I gotta, I gotta say, I didn't, I didn't know about Zoraddle until you brought Zoraddle up. I wrote down in my notes. You can tell these guys really love aliens, and they think about aliens all the time, and they think that they're making like music for aliens. Mm-hmm. And now that I know that that's exactly what was going on, <laughs> it's blowing my mind. So they say that this song is about like the the rich and how they can't, you can't relate to them. That's a fucking lie, one hundred percent. This is all about Zoraddle. Yeah, I mean, it's not about that. And if it is, I'm Zerato pilled. It's their surface level fucking analysis of shit again. Oh no, but I'm blue pilled. Dabba dee, dabba die. Oh, good. Hey, it's better than red pilled. I like the spooky synth in this one. I actually, mm-hmm. I didn't care for the little staticky sounds. Those were not appeal- appealing to me. Um, but the, the the melody in this one, I really did like. Again, I really don't love what he's doing with his voice or the words that he's singing about in the song. But, I, you know, just, just musically, I was into this track. I thought that this was a fun track. This reminded me of that um, I Think You Should Leave sketch where Tim Robinson starts talking about the the bones are the money. Mm-hmm. Like another guy's trying to play his song and like Tim's just like <laughs> jumping on. It felt like somebody wrote like a really cool techno song. And then this guy's like, what if it's like another race from outer space? The guy's like, I don't think we need that. Like, let's just, let's let people fill it in themselves. If this felt very bones is the money to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's a, there's like fun piano in this one. There's, yeah. there, there is stuff in there. We I just needed the, the vocalist to stay in the other's studio. <laughs> Yeah, the the vocoder stuff is it, to me, man. I don't know. It, it was it was hard. Um, all right. Well, that's another race. Uh, let's listen to track nine, Johnny. This is a track called "The Edge."
Uh, Johnny, this one produced by Flat Earther B.O.B. Wait, is that true? No, it is not. Oh, oh, uh, I see. I but see. But it is. It is. It does. I did write that this is a flat Earth anthem. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote that this is somehow. I think the weakest song on the album. Wow, wow. Which I think is impressive, Johnny. This is one of my favorites. Wow, mm-hmm. I think the music is good, but the lyrics are so bad. That it just, yeah, it's but, on the edge, and I think the lyrics pull it off. But but also, but also, he's almost saying nothing. It's it's just like, it's just I've been to the edge, and I've looked down, and I've been to the edge, and I've looked. That's it, the entire song. He keeps saying it a lot, but the vocoder is also a little bit lighter on that mm. one. Like, you, you, I'm not getting as much annoying vocoder on this one. And otherwise, it's just like really dancey, really high energy techno Lyrics are minimal, which I love because there's no social commentary here. Really, it's just. Well, I'm sure they think there is. I'm sure they think there is. This was this because of how simple this one was. It was one of my favorites on the album. Wow, because it was one of the ones on the album that I could like actually listen to without getting like really annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I wanted to dance to this one, man. This was I felt like this was a dancing one. Hey, look, just because it's the weakest song doesn't mean I ain't gonna dance. We obviously are looking for different things in this album as well because you were like, yeah, this is why I didn't like it. And I'm like, those are the reasons why it was a life raft (laughs) for me, a man at sea. I I mean, I think we can both agree that there should be – 12 of these songs should be replaced with more songs about PlayStation. Dude, 100%. Or – all of these songs should be about Zerottle, and they should just be telling this epic tale of <laughs> Zerottle, the thing that I'm actually interested in. They need to go all in on Zerottle. All in. They, it should be Blue Daba D, and then 11 more tracks just about, like, he can speak to the plants on his planet of... Just, I don't know what Zerottle thinks of PlayStation. What's Zerottle's favorite game? Sit him down in front you, of it. You know he'd love Oddworld. Oh, maybe he loves X-Files. I think he's like a fighting game guy. I think you give him like Tekken and he's... he's, he's <laughs> well, I guess maybe not judging by how they got their asses handed to them by Eiffel 65 in space. He he, But their hands, their alien hands are perfectly crafted for that Tekken PlayStation oh, controller yeah, grip. grip. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Johnny, we got to listen to track 10. Track 10 is called Now is Forever. Johnny, what are your thoughts on Now Is Forever? Hey, this? I'm out of this. <laughs> I, like, didn't... I think this is, like, a pretty fine song, honestly. Yeah. I'm not kicking that guitar solo out of bed. I, I'm, I'm a, more of that on the album. Um, you know they they thought that they were getting real cute with those couple backwards lines. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, overall, this was, like, a... 
honestly pretty solid song also maybe the most lyrics in any of the songs on the album yeah for sure for sure um yeah, I didn't, I didn't hate it. It has a cool intro. It's a little darker and more sinister. Again, we're like the commentary is, you know, I mean, it's just like a live in the moment song, right? Um, yeah. Didn't care for like the harmonies they were doing because again, they're like harmonizing with the vocoder on and it's just like, what, what's what's the point? We already know that you're going to hit the note because then you can <laughs> manipulate the fucking note. I don't know. Um but yeah, man, this one has like that, like the, that fun little guitar solo in it, which w- I was craving a break from something on the album. I think that this is this is a pretty welcome break. I think if it's like three a.m. and you're on whatever weirdo club drugs they did in the '90s, and you're full of glow sticks, and you just put this album on and let it ride, you're probably gonna love it. I, but Johnny, if I had been listening to this album on whatever club drugs they were doing in the '90s. I would have fucking had the time of my life because <laughs> this music was made for those drugs and those drugs were made for this music. And to, to consume without that, like you're just missing key pieces, right? You're just, yeah. it's just, it's, you're not doing it right. Not like when we were 11 year olds doing hard club drugs and just like vibing to this music. <laughs> uh, okay, Johnny, let's listen to, oh uh, boy, oh, I forgot about this one. Uh, <laughs> Let's listen to track 11. This is called Silicone World. That's a little bit of, of, of Silicon Girl. Of Silicon World, I should say. Uh, Johnny, thoughts? This song weirdly reminded me a lot of uh, the artist Poppy. Okay, yeah. Uh, specifically the song Time Is Up, which is one of my favorite songs ever. Huh. I, this, is, this is not one of my favorite songs ever, but it reminded me of that song. I mean, the, the song that reminded me of, which I don't think it can be divorced from the context, was the Aqua song Barbie Girl. I, sincerely, that never even crossed my mind. Oh, interesting. Well, I'll be, you know, Aqua, they're Danish. Um, that song came out two years before this song. They both do Eurodance. Like, that's both of their, mm-hmm. like, category. And that song was humongous. So I was like, Silicon World felt like they were trying to write... Um, something similar to Barbie girl. Uh, I, it, in my head, I couldn't stop thinking about like ex machina and that one movie where, um, <laughs> uh, Joaquin Phoenix fucks his phone or whatever. Uh, yeah, her. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 Barbie girl did not cross my mind. That's so interesting. Well, maybe you're not, you're not wrong. This, this honestly, Johnny, this could be because now I'm, per, I'm, pretty much Aqua's number one biggest fan since I, mean, I, saw, I, them. Seen them, I saw them yeah. live last year uh, in Denmark to a, in a, it just stopped raining and the crowd was going insane. Um, and they, of course they played Barbie girl and it fucking smashed. It was so good. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean this this song, the vocoder. I mean, again, it's like the vocoder all over again. It's the, this one was rough for me. Um, also, real heavy on the shalalas. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, okay, let's listen to it, Johnny. This is, I mean, this is the titular song. Track 12, too, which is a, a kind of a wild place to bury this. Truly. This is like the thesis statement for the album. This is track 12. This is Europop. That's cool. This yeah. part is cool. I feel like they fucked up and they accidentally put a cool part in one of their socks that I enjoyed. <laughs> I yeah, the the chorus like I don't hate the the verses feel like a joke to me. Yeah, I mean the whole album feels like a fucking joke. What are we talking about? Well, yeah. It's a musical kink coming from our roots, and we play it loud because it's groovy. It, 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 it seems like they were really banking on this, like, Europop thing being, like, the next thing. And it just wasn't, as far as I can tell. Well, I mean, that was, like, the genre. It's weird. That was it's, the genre. They, they, so there was, like, Eurodance, but they were like, no, we're going to be mm. Europop. Like we're like this new genre, which is not. They just called it something different, as far as I can tell. I I was reading it as like, um, whatever. A hundred Gex putting out an album called Hyperpop. Like, <laughs> okay, 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 yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Johnny, the the one thing that I wrote down when I started the song was just you know, vibing, going off first impressions, the radio tuner effect that happens before the song. I love that. Uh, mm. It reminds me of Fastballs the Way. Where it's like, it's, you know, and then that, that song, that song's dun, almost dun. perfect. Yep. Yep. Um, but, but I was talking about how much I loved it in my notes. I was like, great way to start. Very 90s, very like synced into this time period. Wonderful. Then it just kept going throughout the song. And I was like, no, it's a, it's a device to use. Don't keep, it sounds bad. Don't keep putting it in your song. Don't keep interrupting your song and be like. And that whole verse is like AM radio from another room at your recording studio. What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like so much of this album, no one ever gave it a second thought of like, hey, should this be good to listen to? (laughs) (laughs) There was just so much on it that I didn't care to listen to. Uh, but I will say that I don't like that high pitch whine of the radio effect, but the vocoder was not as egregious here. Mm-hmm. So it kind of balanced out for me. And yeah. I think that chorus is accidentally pretty cool. Sounded yeah. like something I would, if that had been on a different record that I enjoyed, I'd be like, this is a cool part. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's listen to, oh, dude, I this, truly yeah. forgot about this one. <laughs> Get ready. Maybe take, everybody maybe take a pause, take a cool shower. Take a shower. And then, yeah. take, <laughs> and then shower. come back. Take a shower, put some lotion on, drink a big glass of water, <laughs> and then let's listen to track 13. This is hyperlink in parentheses deep down. Yeah, 
No. No. I love that. The news group one-on-one is an incredible line. I like sexual browser. He has to like really speed into it. Yeah. If my my theory here is that a, a song like my console ages like a fine wine. Mm-hmm. You crack that bad baby open twenty years later and you think, ooh, what a vintage. Hyperlink ages like cheese that has just been left on the counter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it, it it is interesting because they're more yeah. It this is okay. There was this weird trend because there's also the InSync song Digital Get Down, yep. which is the the sort of chased boy band version of this. Yep. It's so interesting that in the the the, the early early halcyon days of the internet, people were already so fucking terminally horny mm-hmm. that they were writing songs about like cyber sex before it was even really possible. I, and it, yeah. Well, I mean like Back in the the halcyon days of cybersex, cybersex was just chat. Yeah, just ASL, with, baby. It was, it was all ASL, and it was all liars. It was just all. It was all. Every person that you talked to was a horny Italian man. <laughs> it was all either a, a very horny Italian man, which was danger, or it was another twelve year old boy just like you who was doing mm-hmm. horny stuff just like you. So. That was that was the early internet. Is it better now? No. Uh, but you know, you don't you don't have people writing songs like hyperlink deep down anymore. I I have I I only have one note on this mm-hmm. song. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's perfect. I do think if I could change one line, it would not be a hyperlink to go inside you. It would obviously be changed that to a hyperlink to come inside you. Yeah, I mean, maybe they don't have that vernacular in Italy. Maybe the maybe. dude's from New Jersey. <laughs> he knew where to come. <laughs> okay, well, that's look. That's, I can't believe we talked about this for so long, Johnny. This is this is the album Europop. It makes me fucking wish I was listening to a Rivers Cuomo album. Uh, I would kill to be listening to another Weezer album. I'll go first. I do not recommend that you listen to this. I did, so you don't have to. Here's my advice. Listen to my console. That's the only one that you can listen to. And even that one, turn off halfway through because it's too fucking long. This album is insanely long. It is insanely a relic of its time. I don't know that I would have recommended listening to it in 1999, but I'd say don't listen to it in 2022. Uh, 47 on my top 100. Why not? I love it. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. I can't put it on my top 100. Uh, at all. It has almost no nostalgia value for me. Um, and even when I listen to Blue uh, uh, Abadi, Johnny, I will say this. This is the thing that I said at the top of the episode that I said I would reserve. When I was listening to that um, Best Fucking Night of My Life song, uh, the what's it called? Something Blue? I'm Good Blue. I'm Good. When I heard that, before you and I had even decided that we were going to do this for the show, I heard that when I was in Charleston a few weeks ago, it was on like a, it was like one of the top songs on a Danish pop playlist. Um, But I was listening to that and it came on and I said, you know what? This is a way better version of Blue. This is a way, uh, an improved version of Abba Di Abba Da. I stand by that. I think that that song's much better. 
I did not have the best fucking night of my life listening to this, and I'm glad that I will never have to listen to it again. Uh, zero stars, and may God have mercy on your soul, Johnny. How do you find? How do you find uh, Eiffel 65's Euro Pop? Um, I do. I do have one question, please. One follow up. Okay. Now I have been keeping a little a little running tally of best worst songs that you've you've said. Do you want to put my console on there? And I can I could tell you what else. There are only two other songs on there right now. Do, I could tell you what they are if you would like to know. I know I know one of them is My Man, My Brother in Christ, Eeny Me by Justin Bieber. I know that that one is there. What's the other one? What's the other best worst? Uh, Unanswered Prayers by Garth Brooks. Here's the thing. I liked my console. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. I liked my console. It is no Garth Brooks Unanswered Prayers. Because here's the thing, Johnny. I still walk around my house saying... Singing unanswered prayers, and I will never walk around my house singing my console. But will you walk around your house spelling the word PlayStation? (laughs) Sometimes God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers, and I should have prayed that I would never have to listen to this album. I fucked up when I didn't, and God didn't hear me, so that's on me. Hmm. Uh, Johnny, how do you feel about this album? It's bad. I, I... I I listened to this in the same way. Now you know. Again, I was a child. I did enjoy it when I was a child. Sure. This this I would say is my Vietnam. <laughs> um, <laughs> I now uh, can empathize with with Liz. I wasn't expecting this to be good, um, but I, I can empathize with Liz. Sort of revisiting something that you did love and finding out that it's absolute trash. I did enjoy listening to it in the same way that I did enjoy the film Morbius. Um, oh, interesting. about Michael Morbius, the living vampire. Yeah, the living it's, vampire. It's it's terrible, but I I do like consuming bad things for fun. That being said, I would not. I don't. I don't know if you don't have the connection to it. If it is that, I think my console is that. Yeah, it's like a very fun, insane song. I think Hyperlink Deep Down is a, is a is a a pretty wild song to listen to. It's funny it, in the context of listening to it now. Yes. Uh, and and I think obviously Blue Daba D is a, a perfect song, yeah. but overall this album is is extremely bad. And uh, don't listen to it unless uh, it does sync up perfectly with Morbius. Um, yeah, it's I think technically this album is a little longer than Morbius runtime wise, <laughs> so you will have to loop you'll have to loop Morbius, loop Morbius maybe a couple yeah. times to get the full album. Yeah. Here's I think, by the way, Johnny, what you just recommended, if you listen to this album with Morbius on, I think that's an improvement on both of the pieces of media. I think that that's a fine way to do it. Have you seen, have you seen Morbius? Yeah, and I was going to say, your analogy works, except if I could have watched – if I could have listened to this album the way I watched Morbius, which was only one time. Uh, I wish I'd only <laughs> listened to this album one time. Uh, and not really paying attention, like being on my phone the whole time instead of taking detailed notes for 65 minutes – I would have fucking loved that. I I I listened to this album with monitoring headphones multiple times. I watched Morbius, where, where like action scenes were happening, and I was looking at my phone. So, just very different experiences. Can, can I tell you there is one thing in Morbius that I I did think was genuinely funny and was like a joke that I think was genuinely funny. What's that? 
It's when one of the guys, he's like a cop or something, I don't know. He's trying to get a cat's attention, and he shakes his litter box at the cat. That's that's fucking funny. That's Al Madrigal. That's (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who who I used to love on the fucking Daily Show. And when he popped up in that movie, I was like... Good for him getting that money, man. I love yeah. seeing I love seeing comedy people show up in big, big, big movies trying to get some money. Sorry mm-hmm. you probably had to do two scenes with Jared Leto, but good for you. But he did get to shake a litter box, which was it's, it's that a good bit. cracked it's a good that bit. sincerely cracked me up. Uh so Johnny, what are we thinking? Like ninety eight? Uh, um, ninety six. Well, I'm gonna put Morbius at number eleven on my top one hundred. Makes sense. And this does not go on. No, it's joining joining the ranks of uh five Weezer albums uh <laughs> on your not on your top one hundred. Well fuck that's Europod. Um I listened to this whole album and uh I told Johnny I, I had another album that I was gonna do this month, but then I told Johnny, I said, Johnny I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that album anymore because the next album that we're gonna do on the main feed is gonna be Daft Punk's 2001 album Discovery, a French Euro dance, you know, whatever band. Because I was like, I need to listen to a good version of this album next. And the videos in that are also about aliens. Do you <laughs> so, think that the 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 blue aliens from the Daft Punk verse have ever met Zerottle? Would love to shut your mic off. Would love to just shut your mic down. <laughs> so I knew what the question was going to be. I would have loved to never hear. Do it. you think that those blue aliens have ever encountered that um that one plant? I definitely know that I can't cut your mic now, but I can cut it at the edit. <laughs> I think it's very funny that you didn't even get that question out. I just I just cut you off at the edit. Hey, that's our review of uh, whatever the fuck we listened to, uh, Europop by Eiffel sixty five. Uh, Johnny, do you have anything for the fa- the fans out there in Bill Bud's land? Thank well, I want to say thank you for listening to this, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. JPC. Thank every <laughs> thank everyone out there for listening to this show. I think everyone um, out there should thank us for listening to this album, so they don't have to as well. So go ahead and if you do, if you feel like you want to pay it forward, you can thank Johnny and I for listening to this for you. I think that there's a non-zero chance that at some point in my life I do get a Zerottle tattoo. <laughs> um, you know. Zerottle Hive, rise up. Uh, wow, Zerottle Hive, uh, rise up. And, you know, Bill Bud's Hive, rise up. Uh, we want to thank everybody who stuck it out in the Patreon uh, last <laughs> month when we were dumping all the episodes onto the main feed. And we have uh, some rewards for you because this month, the Patreon picks are all going to be coming from you from the album recommendations uh, channel in the Discord. Uh, so coming up next week on the Patreon, we have the debut album uh, by Ethel Kane called Preacher's Daughter, um, which was a suggestion in the Discord. So we're very excited to talk about that. Um, so yeah, so uh, patreon.com slash billbudspod. It's only a buck. You get an extra episode or two extra episodes a month uh, at least. Uh, and you can always check us out over there. And then we're all the social medias at billbudspod, billbudspod at gmail.com. You can always send us an email. Let us know how you are doing um, or how much you fucking loved Europop. <laughs> and on behalf of my co-host with the mo-host, Johnny O'Mara, we tip our hats to you. And we wish you a fond farewell. Tonight we're hanging with the boys. Hands up for them real ones, them good girls, them bill butts. <laughs>